to the Rock Your Retirement Show. I'm your host, Kathy Klein, and today we have Betsy joining us again. Betsy, welcome back. Thank you. Tell me what's been happening in your life. Okay. Well, time goes really fast, I think. Uh, I, next month in July will mark four months since I retired. Uh, the first month I was on my trip to Morocco, so that was kind of a little unusual from compared to what regular day-to-day retirement looks like for me. Uh, so I feel like now I'm just kind of starting to get into the swing and settle into regular retirement life. Um, last week I had a dentist appointment and a dermatologist appointment, and I was thinking about how like with all these regular appointments, grocery shopping, keeping up with errands, keeping the house clean, exercising, finding time for fun activities. How did I do all that and work at the same time? I don't really know. It's funny. I get that question all the time. People are always saying that after they retire. So uh, yeah, it, it you probably do hear that from other people who have retired. Um, it just seems like the days go by so quickly and like just to fit all these normal activities into your retired day. So tell me what a typical day looks like. So most days I like to just start the day leisurely drinking my coffee, watching the Today Show. And uh, I do Wordle most days to kind of jumpstart my brain. And then I always try to get in some form of exercise. I go to a Pilates class a couple times a week that I really enjoy or I go for a walk or a bike ride. And pretty much every week I try to have some interesting things on my calendar. Yesterday, I went to a photography class downtown at the Apple Store. In Chicago, the, the flagship Apple Store is right on the river, right in downtown Chicago with beautiful views of all of the architectural buildings. So this class was all about photographing architecture. So we spent a little time talking about the settings on your iPhone and about um, what makes a good composition for an architecture photo. And then we actually went outside and walked around and took pictures, then like looked at each other's pictures it was really fun. It was kind of a cool thing to do. And those classes are free. Um, next week, I'm going to take... Before you go to the next week, I have a question. So you took this photography of architecture class. Give us a little mini workshop on what makes a good photograph with photography. Pretend like you're the teacher and <laughs> tell us what we need to know. Okay. So using the, the grid lines on your iPhone can help you to kind of line up your shots. Thinking about the the rule of thirds, so like what's in each third of, of the picture, um, trying to look at things with kind of an unusual angle or even using like the macro function to, to get super close up on things can be interesting. One guy in the class took a picture through a garbage can, actually. <laughs> Wait, and, how did he do that? <laughs> well, there was like the garbage can. It had like these, this ho round hole that you could kind of like look through. <laughs> so he, 
If you just looked at the picture, you would never know it was taken through the hole in the garbage can. So there was a hole in the garbage can and he looked through it and took the picture that way? Yeah, uh-huh, of the building. Yeah, it was really cool. And then they were also talking about like taking pictures where uh, you use a reflection, like you could use two phones and reflect from your phone onto another phone or like a mirror in a car window or something like that. And so, yeah, it was kind of interesting and creative. I, I don't think I'm the best photographer in the world, but by taking these classes, you know, maybe I'm improving a little bit. You mentioned the rule of thirds. Not everyone in our audience will know what that means. So tell us what that means. Having something interesting in the photo in each third, like just looking at it uh, both vertically and horizontally each third of the... Okay. And how long was this class? It was just an hour and a half. So you you learned a little bit and then you got to go outside and put it to practice and then you got to sort of critique everybody's photos afterwards. Yeah. Uh-huh. That sounds like fun. I'm glad you got to do that. So what else has been going on? What else do you do in your typical day? Trying to find interesting things like that to have on my calendar throughout each week. You know, one kind of iconic retirement activity that a lot of people do, and I didn't think was really an activity for me, but maybe I'm starting to rethink that now, golf. And I had taken lessons a long time ago, and I wasn't very good at it. And probably about five years ago, my husband and I went out to a course, and uh, but it was that was kind of too hard of a course, and I had really terrible clubs. So just a, a few days ago, my husband had a day off from work. And we went to a very small nine-hole, uh, three-par golf course and uh, um, played. And I actually really enjoyed it. I I surprised myself. I did better than I thought I would. And it was just nice kind of walking at our own pace around the course. And, uh, you know, I think it it is a good retirement activity because – you're outside, you can be social, it's good, both mental and physical. I may do that more. Maybe I'll, I'll ch look into taking golf uh, lessons again. I have a friend, Mary, who plays golf and she's retired. So maybe I'll uh, go try and play golf with, with her sometime. I think she'd be patient enough to, to try and help teach me. Well, you know, it's interesting that you said that the first couple of times the courses were too difficult. Mm -hmm. And it made me think of you're not going to let's pretend like you're trying to teach somebody how to do downhill skiing. You're right. not going to take them to the Black Diamond area, right, and push them off the cliff and expect that they're going to become a good skier by going to the Black Diamond area. You're going to take them to the Bunny Hill and let them try that way. So I'm glad that you mentioned that because maybe if somebody wants to learn how to play golf, maybe they'll start with the executive courses, the easy courses first. Because otherwise it, it just is kind of frustrating if if you can't actually achieve anything. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. So what else is on your list of typical things to do in your retirement life, in your day? 
Uh, well, we talked before about me spending time with my mother-in-law, who is in assisted living. So I'm continuing to, to do that. This week, uh, they actually had a welcome to summer sort of aloha Hawaiian event at uh, her assisted living. And that was fun. Uh, there were Hawaiian dancers there and they had like special snacks and things like that. So it's nice to spend spend time with her. So I also downloaded the Babbel app on my phone to start learning Italian because my husband and I are going to be going to uh, Italy in October. It's not that easy to learn Italian. <laughs> uh, and I probably won't be able to be a super good Italian speaker, but it's it's kind of fun. I know, I know one word. Oh. My sister taught it to me. And that word is scusi. Scusi. <laughs> and for the listener, that means excuse me. Excuse me. Scusi. Oh, oh yeah. <laughs> But the the one I have learned one I've learned so far to say that I think is kind of a cool thing to say is piacere. That's like pleased to meet you, piacere. Very nice, (laughs) very nice. Yeah, I have heard though that in some parts of Italy, especially if you go during the real high tourist seasons, they speak a lot of English, and I've heard that sometimes they're don't even appreciate it really if you try to speak Italian because they just don't have the time for that when they're busy with a lot of tourists. I think going in October will be a little bit outside of the real high tourist season. So uh, maybe I'll have some Italians that are patient with me attempting to speak Italian. That would be nice. And of course you have the app. And I wonder if there are any online groups where people speak to each other in other languages. Yeah, maybe, or maybe even meetup groups where you would go speak in in person um, with somebody over coffee or something. You can check that out. You've got time, right? I have seen uh, my former boss, and next week I'm going to see some former co-workers. So it's nice to catch up with them and socialize in talking with my former boss. It was great to see her and, you know, hear what's new. Um, But it also just kind of reinforces my happiness and my decision to retire because it sounds like a lot of the same old things that I was frustrated about before are still happening. Like the really long meetings that like, are they really needed type of meetings and uh, lags in time to get decisions made and and that type of thing. I I was also kind of thinking about like right now, um, since I'm still pretty early in my retirement journey, it's interesting for me to hear what's happening at work, uh, what projects are going well and which ones aren't. Uh, but I can see where as time goes on, I think when I meet up with my former boss and, and coworkers, I'll just be more interested in hearing what they're doing in their personal lives and what vacations they're taking. I, I, I think, I, I don't know how long it takes for most people before the, the interest in what's happening in the workplace that they're no longer at all a part of. You make time to see your former colleagues. Mm-hmm. You're meeting with your mother-in-law, which we knew about that. You're 
exercising. Yeah. Tell us what we need to look out for. Look out for? I don't know. I'm too early in my retirement, I think, for things to look out for. I'm just enjoying the not having to go to the office and uh, having time to do things like just appreciate my garden and to read. I am growing uh, tomatoes and lettuce and kale, rosemary and thyme and basil. So yeah, it's nice to see as my, as my garden is progressing. I have a little spot where I can sit on the back porch and uh, read while I enjoy looking at my garden. I'm reading a book right now that I actually probably should have read before I went on my trip to Morocco. And for the listeners who enjoy RVing, like like Barbara, this could be a, a book uh, that people would be interested in. It's called A Monkey Ate My Breakfast. It is about a couple that goes RVing through Morocco. Oh my gosh, that sounds amazing. Yeah, it is. It's really, it's good. Uh, the reason I say I probably should have read it before I went is because they had a lot of the same similar experiences as I had. For example, in, in Marrakesh, there's a snake charmer in the middle of the the big square there. And uh, they try to get you to go over and take photos with them. And at first they act like you just need to give them like a small tip or something in order to take the photos. But then after you take the photos, they're like demanding large sums of money from you. And so this was documented as one of the adventures this couple had uh, in the book and the exact same thing happened to me. What happened? What did you do? Did you give them a bunch of money or did you just say no and walk away? Uh, I gave them a little more money than I would have liked to, but not nearly as much as they were demanding. I was kind of like, no, this is all I'm giving you. But it was a little bit scary because I wasn't with our guide at that time. It was just me and another woman. They were being very demanding. Um, so stay away from the snake charmers if you go to Morocco. <laughs> That's some good advice. Good advice. <laughs> and in, in the book, uh, A Monkey Ate My Breakfast, the monkey that they refer to is uh, the Barbary macaque monkeys, which are in the Middle Atlas Mountains of Morocco. And they're not in a lot of different places. And I got to see those monkeys, our bus stopped on our tour and we got to see those monkeys as we were driving through the Middle Atlas Mountains. I enjoy uh, travel and adventure type of books, like true stories of, of people who go interesting places that I might want to go someday or do inspiring types of adventures. Did a monkey eat your breakfast? No. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So yeah. is your husband getting jealous? You're doing all of these things, relaxing, and he still has to go to work. How is that working out? Uh, it's working out fine. I mean, I think he is a little bit jealous at times. Uh, like if I go for a bike ride and it's a nice day or he looks out the window from the the bedroom where he has his office set up and, and he looks out the window and I'm sitting out there on the patio. But yeah, he realizes he's younger than I am by just a few years. So he he has his retirement 
to look forward to in the not too distant future, few years. So he works from home, so he gets to see all the things that you're doing. Yes. Uh huh. Yeah. That would be even more difficult to be at home watching your spouse get to have all the fun activities and and go off gallivanting while you have to stay home and work. Well, that's the way it is. <laughs> <laughs> hmm. So anything else you'd like to update us on? I don't think so. Sounds good. So so I would love it if you would post some pictures of your, you know, the pictures that you took in the class. That sounds fun. Thank you for giving us some photography tips. That's that's always fun. And um, yeah, so for the listeners, I guess what we're learning now is that for the first few months are just all fun, fun, fun. And we'll see what happens when Betsy gets settled in. Yeah, so. <laughs> I don't think I'm going to get bored and be like, oh, I hate retirement. I have to go back to the office. I'm just not that kind of part. That's not going to happen to me. You're just loving it too much. I can see that. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Well, thank you for updating us. And for the listener, we'll see you next time on The Rock, Your Retirement Show. Bye. Bye. Bye.